0: Listening to a podcast from the Cloud Evangelist Portal. My name is Richard Morrell. Thanks for taking the time to download this file. If this is your first time listening to a Cloud Evangelist podcast, where have you been? Seriously, we have just launched on iTunes, having had almost six months now uh, hosting our podcasts on the Cloud Evangelist Portal. If you're interested in hearing more after you've listened to this one, get yourself down to cloudevangelist.org and you'll be able to find about 20 podcasts there talking to the Cloud Illuminati at Red Hat and beyond at other companies, talking about everything around Open Cloud, talking about how companies are moving 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 to public cloud, how companies are involving themselves with private cloud and architecture provision their cloud deployments. So what's Cloud Evangelist about? Well, my name, as I said, is Richard Morrell. I work as a cloud evangelist at Red Hat. And my job is to go out there and to talk to customers about how they move their enterprise architectures to cloud and how they start moving those workloads to cloud. But also getting involved with companies whose ambitions lie in platform as a service or being able to move into an open hybrid cloud, making a cloud of what they've already got. And you'll find that these podcasts that are released fairly frequently, almost weekly, are a very good source of you being able to hear from the horse's mouth as it were, from the best in the business, some of the architects at Red Hat, and also from personalities and illuminati within the cloud industry as a whole worldwide. I spend a lot of time traveling and speaking at events and I always make sure that I take my recording deck with me so that I can put microphones in front of people who matter so we can get their thoughts down on tape and then play them back to you so that you get the word directly from them and it's, it's a great way of being able to reach out to people and also to be able to arm you with the information that you need to be able to make those decisions in cloud. So, as I said, this is the first time we've actually released on iTunes. If you go to the evangelist.org website, you'll find there's a plethora of information from blog posts and articles, and if you follow my Twitter feed, which is a mere cloud guy, you'll be able to also see all the stuff that I follow, but more importantly, links to articles that I think are pertinent to help you in cloud. Now, my job at Red Hat enables me to do a lot of travel and a lot of talking to people who are going through many of the same steps as you are with regards to cloud, but also talking to companies who need to understand or want to understand how they best embrace new technology change so keep them peeled this podcast comes out almost weekly we try and get them as weekly as possible and today we're going to be joined by James Labocchi and James is in Florida in the US and he works for Red Hat talking about everything around infrastructure as a service platform as a service and he has a, a passion for our cloud forms technology so without further ado I'm going to play an interview that i recorded this week with james and if you haven't already registered for our december the 5th technology briefing our webinar i suggest you get down to redhat.com or follow the context links on my twitter feed or on the cloud of website in order to be able to hear him present as one of the guest presenters on the december the 5th webinar thanks for listening here's the interview i recorded with james come back soon so today we're going to be talking about cloud forms and we're lucky enough to be joined by james lebocky james introduce yourself
1: yeah, my name is uh, James Labaki. I'm a technical product marketing manager in the uh, cloud business unit at Red Hat.
0: And your speciality is talking around infrastructure as a service and platform as a service and how we automate things and make things just work sweetly. So, CloudForms, it's very popular. It seems to have had a baptism of fire around sort of April, May around the the, the timeframe for Summit. Um, some confusion as to what... CloudForms actually was going to be, whether it was going to be a Red Hat, you know, infrastructure as a service play, or whether it was going to be an automation management piece. Uh, so let's put the record straight. What is CloudForms?
1: Yeah, so CloudForms is a, a hybrid cloud management framework. So um, there's really three areas that CloudForms focuses on. Uh, first is kind of the ability to build and manage um, hybrid clouds. So taking, um, you know, whether it's a virtualization provider and a private cloud provider, or a public cloud provider, And combining them into a hybrid cloud um, and being able to uh, see it kind of as one entity and deploy to it. Um, the second is being able to manage application life cycles. So we have a concept of, uh, of what we call an application blueprint inside of CloudForms um, that allows you to kind of build readable descriptions of uh, complex applications mm-hmm. and uh, and then allow users to deploy those and, and manage them. And really, the deployment is kind of the third aspect, which is um, a self-service capability um, that is done around policy. So allowing users to take those application blueprints that were designed and then deploy them to the various uh, hybrid clouds that are defined inside cloud forms.
0: It's it's quite amusing sometimes, I sit down and talk to channel partners and I talk to customers who traditionally have always seen Red Hat as just being a pure Linux player, uh, a provider of Red Hat Enterprise Linux subscriptions. And then they sort of get the waters a little bit muddied and they see us starting with the JBoss middleware solutions and understanding how we bring all those business rules goodness and then the whole Open JRE piece to play. and then we start talking to them about platforms of service and infrastructure as a service and they start to see that our service catalog is now pretty damn impressive and that part of the whole red hat story is how we try and accelerate and bring the whole it service delivery model to our enterprise customers for almost every aspect of everything they could want to do you know in the enterprise gamut whether it's storage whether it's the whole middleware piece but you know cloudforms it's pretty critical now for bringing maturity to how customers start to consume, develop, and deploy cloud.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. So, and and a lot of times, um, customers will look at cloud forms and they don't really um, fully grasp uh, why it's necessary in certain situations until they start to look at, um, you know, delivering higher higher level um, business functions um, or higher level value in other areas. So. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, platform as a service earlier with uh, yeah. with OpenShift Enterprise, um, and you know, uh, it's great to be able to to deliver all the goodness of OpenShift Enterprise um, on premise, uh, but but there's there's areas of management and um, and and deployment and automation that need to happen in order for customers to be able to deploy that platform as a service um, and still remain flexible and, and still govern it, and that's and that's kind of really where CloudForms fits.
0: So tell me, what is an app form when it's at home? Well, uh, what was that? What is an app form when it's at home?
1: Oh yeah, so so an app form is kind of a running instantiation of an application blueprint. So an application blueprint would be the description of uh, of my application. So um, in the case of OpenShift, if you're familiar with the architecture, there's um, you know there's nodes and then there's brokers. These are essentially different roles of Red Hat Enterprise Linux systems. Um, I could define those nodes and brokers into an application blueprint, and then when the user comes in and actually launches that via self-service through a catalog mm-hmm. uh, we call that we call that an app form so that's the running instantiation of the application blueprint
0: now cloudforms really comes into its own when you start to think about customers who want to build clouds out of multiple different types of hypervisor or want to spread their bets across having uh, maybe a VMware instance, maybe to have a Xen instance, and also to use the goodness of Linux KVM within RHEL. Do you think that Red Hat with CloudForms is maybe ahead of the market and we're trying to bring something to the market which the market needs but doesn't yet know what it wants. I mean I I I think it's a great product and I think what it does is extremely powerful. But the problem I've got when I start talking to people about it is there's very little in the marketplace to compare it to. So it's not yeah. like you're comparing, you know, a station wagon with 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 a family car, you know, you're you're, you're it's miles ahead of everything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the, definitely the, the vision of cloud forms and, and um, where it's going from the open hybrid cloud vision that Red Hat's putting forward is, uh, is very ambitious, and I think it's very ahead of its time. Um, when you, you know, when, uh, looking at some data, uh, I forget which analyst it was from that they surveyed like a couple hundred um, executives and were asking kind of what's on the forefront of. of, of of those executive minds, and and basically seventy percent of the I think executives said they were were very interested in building a private cloud today. Like they were they were actually executing on that, um, and uh, and only like ten to twenty percent were actually uh, actively um, you know looking at hybrid cloud. So I think in that sense, cloudforms is really kind of ahead of the market as far as figuring out how we build you know a hybrid cloud when when really only twenty percent of the market maybe you know actively doing that today
0: but if you if you were to talk to the same analyst and say define what are the major parts of open cloud what is one of the major importance of open cloud they start talking about well you know self service is king if you haven't got the, the capability to understand what your self service portal should look like and the rules that it should pertain to its behavior you're dead in the water and there aren't many people out there who are really thinking with that granularity and we're already there
1: Yep. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and and there's really some some interesting uh, possibilities. And Red Hat's really positioned very well from a um, kind of Ability to kind of synthesize both infrastructure as a service and platform as a service into kind of a single um, service model. So, you know, traditionally, when when you go in and talk to a customer, they're talking about infrastructure as a service and they're talking about platform as a service as two separate things. Um, well, really, when you look at the way you can deploy OpenShift Enterprise uh, via cloud forms, you can begin to bring platform as a service uh, deployments together with elements of infrastructure as a service. So now, uh, for example, um, if I want to get my, uh, you know one of the one of the best things about cloud is you get this high level of standardization and reuse sure. so pushing everything up into the platform as a service layer is is ideal because you have less to manage um, you give less for your end users to manage um, but if I could drag along my infrastructure as a service elements as well uh, I could now expand um, kind of the reach of what platform as a service is able to affect because I could bring across you know legacy applications or you know my traditional applications as well
0: Okay, so this week's been quite a big one for Red Hat as we move towards being more and more recognized for being part of the building blocks of where Cloud actually is. And One of the cool things that happened this week has been the launch of OpenShift Enterprise, OpenShift Origin on-premise. And OpenShift, when it launched last year, almost became this poster child for the Web 2.0 community who wants to use Ruby Python. PHP to get their applications into the cloud with three clicks. GitHub became your best friend. Um, I now start to see a lot of movement, a lot of traction. I I monitor the the feeds and I monitor the the number of hits I get around PaaS. And this week I've noticed a major spike in major organizations, sort of GM100 and FTSE100 and DAC100 customers who are sitting, pulling down documents from both uh, the Red Hat portal and also from my website, who are now starting to realize that, hey, all this cool stuff that I could do on Amazon, I can start deploying this actually in situ in my data center behind my managed firewall with a lot more confidence than I, I thought I would have by trying to push a lot of the stuff out to public cloud. Maybe I can start moving workloads to my OpenShift on-premise that I just wasn't brave enough to move to a hosted OpenShift on Amazon. So CloudForms is pretty critical in how we can push OpenShift and how we can manage those development environments. So do you want to talk about that for a bit?
1: Yeah, sure. So. Um... Like you said, so uh, you know, OpenShift Online, which is the hosted OpenShift uh, platform as a service, has you know been running for what, well over 18 months now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and and the release of OpenShift Enterprise brings that that same goodness on premise for customers. Um, but when you bring OpenShift Enterprise on premise, the, the nice thing about OpenShift Enterprise is it's built on Red Hat Enterprise Linux, which is great because Red Hat Enterprise Linux is you know proven, you know highly certified, really really. Um, uh, you know, a really proven platform. Secure. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's very secure, but but you need to bring, um, you, you need to bring that Red Hat Enterprise Linux into your data center. So CloudForms enables you to provision the, red, the underlying Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and then it also allows you to provision the OpenShift Enterprise on top of that and automate all the actions necessary um, to configure the OpenShift Enterprise environment in, in, in an automated fashion, right? So reducing kind of the, the risk of human error, if you will. Um, And then finally, um, depending on how uh, organizations deploy OpenShift Enterprise, uh, CloudForms allows you to control kind of which cartridges, um, which in OpenShift Enterprise, cartridges are the means by which languages and frameworks are deployed. Um, So CloudForms allows you to control the deployment of those cartridges to the various OpenShift Enterprise app forms that are running. So for example, if in development I want my um, my developers to have access to you know every language every language under the sun I can do that but once it gets into a test or production environment I want to limit the languages that are in my paths yeah. to ensure that somebody doesn't use a language that I, I don't yet certify or trust based on my organization standards. Um, CloudForms allows you to build those um, you know those those control points in.
0: So, it's bringing this context maturity It's it's growing up the ability for people to stop having to do things by scraping audit log files. They're actually able to do it with a GUI. They're actually being able to point and click to be able to do it that matches the governance policies and certification policies that they've got or the risk profile or appetite that they've got within their own network. And, you know, as we move forward, the whole... Stretch of paths as it becomes more and more important to customers who suddenly realise that this is the way forward. This is the this is how they have to do it. They can start building a cloud out of what they've already got, and it enables them, I think, to start thinking about open hybrid cloud. Because if you've already built it in your on-premise data center and you've got a comfort feel factor and then you can build your own risk profiles and you can build your own documentation it then enables you to accelerate that growth to working with a public cloud provider or to be working with an outsourced provision cloud and you know cloudforms is going to be pretty critical to those adoptees and i think we're already starting to see a lot of the customers who are running the the first Touch beta program of forms, understanding just how powerful the stuff is under the bonnet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, you know, when you're when you're looking at strategically where you want to go in the future and the ability to, you know, uh, be able to choose your underlying infrastructure um, and have that flexibility, um, there, there's only there's only one way to do it, and that's by uh, you know abstracting away the underlying infrastructure sure. um, from from your application.
0: Okay, so. Let's talk a bit about this website because I've been watching it grow over the last month since you started releasing articles on it. Allthingsopen.org. Talk to me about it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so allthingsopen.com .com, is uh, sorry,
0: just... not .org. Apologies.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No worries. So it's 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 just kind of a space that I uh, have been putting a lot of um, a lot of the work that I've been working on, a lot of the ideas I've been working on around um, you know ways that you can u- utilize uh, Red Hat CloudForms uh, to build reusable application blueprints or integrate it with existing systems like Puppet Enterprise mm-hmm. um, to deploying OpenShift Enterprise. So um it's kind of just a spot where i've been placing a lot of my uh thoughts and ideas around um open hybrid cloud and uh and you know getting a little bit deeper than just uh than just a vision of open hybrid cloud but kind of how these technologies are coming together
0: okay and next week december 5th we've got uh, a launch coming up that people can actually register to attend our online webinar
1: Yep. Yeah. So that's the uh, we have an optimizing IT virtual event which is taking place on December fifth at um, 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on December sixth at 9 a.m. Eastern, Um, and uh, that'll be kind of a cross product um, update, Um, and and it's going to be a great event. There's several tracks going on. We've got a full agenda out there with uh, with details on all the tracks. And And you
0: are you presenting on it.
1: Yeah, I'll be presenting um, on on this topic of deploying OpenShift Enterprise via CloudForms and um, uh, onto Red Hat Enterprise Virtualization, and then I'll also be uh, presenting a CloudForms update with uh, with Chris Wells. Okay,
0: so I'm going to encourage as many of you as possible both to go and read uh, all ships, sorry, allthingsopen.com, but also to get your asses down to register for the online event, and you'll be able to hear, you know, a lot of our luminaries talking about Open Hybrid Cloud, but also trying to talk about how you know, you can best utilize Red Hat technologies. James, it's been absolutely great having you on. Appreciate the time yeah. you're taking today.
1: Thanks, Richard.